Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, May 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. UK Prime Minister Theresa May has offered MPs a vote on a second EU referendum. Aviation regulators in Europe and in the U.S. are split over what has to happen to allow Boeing's 737 MAX plane back in the air. And a poor quarter for some of the U.S.'s biggest department stores reignites investor fears about the retail industry. Plus, we talk to the FT's Tom Hancock about why the funding for China's film industry is suddenly drying up and what it means for the country's domestic movie scene. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. This is a great time to be alive. A great future awaits the United Kingdom. On Tuesday, the UK Prime Minister, Theresa May, offered what she called a bold new Brexit deal. I recognize the genuine and sincere strength of feeling across the House on this important issue. The government will therefore include in the withdrawal agreement bill at introduction a requirement to vote on whether to hold a second referendum. FT political correspondent Laura Hughes has more from the House of Commons. As part of the agreement for backing her deal in the House of Commons at the beginning of June, Theresa May said MPs would have a chance to then vote on the possibility of holding a second referendum and on a closer customs arrangement with the EU after Brexit. But far from winning allies in Parliament, her allies in the Democratic Unionist Party, who prop up her minority government, said they remained opposed to the deal. Labour said it would not support what it described as a rehashed version of her previous deal. And Conservative Eurosceptic MPs could barely contain their fury, taking to social media within minutes of her making her speech in central London, declaring that they would vote against her deal. Indeed, even MPs who said they backed her deal last time have now decided to vote against it. The Prime Minister will be under increasing pressure to step down, perhaps even before bringing back a vote on her deal to the House of Commons, given it looks incredibly likely now to fail. The future of Boeing's 737 MAX jet has revealed a rift between flight regulators in Europe and the U.S., Nine regulators from around the globe will meet in Texas on Thursday to review Boeing's application to get the MAX back in the air. The FT reports that the European Aviation Safety Agency has set out strict conditions before it will allow the aircraft to fly again. Among the conditions, that any design changes by Boeing get approved and mandated by the EASA, and that MAX crews are adequately trained. But the U.S.'s Federal Aviation Administration says it doesn't need the agreement of other regulators to approve Boeing's application. The MAX encountered two major crashes in a six-month span, killing 346 people. The FAA has come under fire for being the last major regulator to ground the plane and for its role in certifying the MAX. And new signs of trouble emerged at three of the biggest department store chains in the U.S. in the first quarter of 2019. Nordstrom, Kohl's, and JCPenney all reported falling sales on Tuesday. Nordstrom disclosed a 3.5% decline in net sales from a year ago. Net earnings at Nordstrom also more than halved from $87 million a year ago to $37 million. 
Kohl's executives, meanwhile, in part blamed the unseasonal cold weather in the U.S. Midwest and Northeast regions for a sales decline at its stores. At JCPenney, better sales of fine jewelry and clothing weren't enough to offset declines in women's accessories and handbags. Shares in each of the three retailers were down significantly on Tuesday. Between them, they run more than 2,300 stores and employ almost 300,000 people. These results contribute to a somewhat mixed picture about retail in the U.S. Last week, Walmart posted its strongest first quarter sales in nine years. This was thanks to an investment in e-commerce, a revamp of its stores, and an expansion of its own label products. Macy's also eked out a sales improvement. Results from other big U.S. retailers, including Target and Best Buy, are set to come out later this week. And here's a story you might want to know more about. In the decade leading up to 2018, China's domestic movie market was booming. Box office receipts notched up every year, putting the local industry just behind North America's. But last year, a crackdown on some of the financing that fueled China's movie boom brought local movie production to a halt. The FT's Shanghai correspondent, Tom Hancock, is here to explain. There's been, over the past year, a shift within Chinese domestic movie production finance. So what happened was last year there was a crackdown on tax avoidance, which I think most people in the industry admit was quite rampant and people were using film financing as a means of tax evasion, which meant billions was flowing into the production of new Chinese films. And that became a lot harder over the last year as there was a huge crackdown on the industry in general, which has led to film companies having to pay billions in back taxes going forward. It's much more difficult for them to avoid taxes as they were doing previously. And Tom, what has this meant for the local film industry? Well, I think one of the important trends that was enabled by a boom in Chinese film financing was that there are an increasing number of kind of big budget blockbuster films being made in China. And those were very popular. But due to the tax crackdown, and also there's another factor, the crackdown on debt from Beijing. And so what we call shadow financing channels, which were kind of non-banking sources of debt, were cracked down on, and that hit the film industry as well. So the situation we're now in is that film producers in China just face a shortage of funds to make these kind of blockbuster offerings that Chinese audiences really like. That means that, in fact, there's an opportunity this year for foreign blockbusters to come in and earn more than they were doing previously. And we've seen that with the latest Avengers film, which has taken in more than $580 million dollars that is a record for a foreign movie in China. But isn't this at its root a good thing? Isn't the government cracking down on tax evasion supposed to help the broader landscape? Yes, there are some in the film industry who, despite the lack of funds that they're seeing this year, think that in the long term, you could have a more professional and sustainable Chinese film industry emerge because people are not just making films because they are speculators because they are professionals and maybe, in fact, a shortage of funds means that 
producers will start demanding more professional management of the money that they're investing in films rather than just throwing money into productions. China wants to rival the U.S. by 2035. So what is the government going to do, if anything, to fuel the industry? Yeah, the relationship between the government and the Chinese film industry is quite complex. But overall, yeah, the Chinese government does want to see a healthy domestic film industry. We're already seeing, for example, there is increased concern about economic growth this year, which means that taxes are being cut for all companies. There is some benefit to filmmakers from that. But what most people in the industry are predicting is that the next one or two years are going to see a continued funding shortage for the Chinese film industry compared with the boom years which we had up until last summer. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll get another check on the retail industry. UK High Street bellwether Marks & Spencer is set to report full-year earnings. We'll also be watching Seattle, where Amazon is set to hold its annual shareholder meeting. And the Federal Reserve will release the minutes from its April meeting. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.